Well, hello everybody. Thanks so much for uh, connecting with us um, this morning or during the week when you have time to watch us. You're getting an extra dose of the Johnsons uh, this morning. I would like to start with this question. When is the last time you've truly been captivated by something? Megan and I have had the privilege of going, on, going to many beautiful places around the world. We spent some time in Nepal and we had the opportunity to go to Bardia National Park on a walking trip. And it obviously showed pretty quickly how much we knew, or lack thereof, about the animals that were in that park. Rhinos, elephants, and tigers are all in that park. And as we walked through the park, we knew that the majestic tiger was out there. The tigers are not any less there because we could not see them. We made it our business to make sure we are in the right place. We walked for miles and miles, followed tracks. We even ended up sitting in the mud for quite a while. There was even another group there waiting, and they had been waiting for six hours just to catch a glimpse of this beautiful animal. Now, the jungle, if you've ever been, is really, really loud. There's so many animals, birds and insects just making noise. And all of a sudden, they got extra loud. But then this eerie thing happened it became very quiet. And then finally we heard this beautiful tiger roar in the jungle. Everything went quiet. Then the tiger comes out of the forest and moves in and across the river in front of us. Now, I was so captivated by this experience that I didn't even notice that I was standing in an anthill The only thing that snapped me out of it was my feet being burned by the bites that were happening. Then finally I noticed and I obviously moved out of the anthill. But this tiger mesmerized me. The word behold, awe, and wonder has been on my mind for the last couple of weeks. The definition of behold, see or observe anything or a person, especially a remarkable or impressive one. And wonder, a feeling of astonishment or something fascinating caused by something extraordinary. When is the last time you felt overcome with awe, amazement and wonder at the God we serve? When is the last time you were overwhelmed by his greatness, his bigness, his limitlessness. I know for myself, I can sometimes become numb to the power of the gospel as I kind of just plod along with my religious activities and my commitments. Sometimes we, and, and I do this too, I can limit our awareness of God, his majesty, by, by making him fit into this, this little box in our minds. So we feel... I feel like I understand him or, or we have more control over our lives. And as I recently went through the book of Revelations, I could not get out of my mind the picture of Jesus. Especially this part where John sees Jesus. And I was just fixated on the part where it talks about Jesus' eyes like fire. It was, it was, I was captivated by it. His hair like wool and his feet like bronze. I could not stop thinking about that picture. 
As if, like, Jesus' eyes, like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that in a campfire, you're just mesmerized by the flames. Yet I was fixed on just picturing Jesus in that image John gave us. And so, my hope is, is that I can take you on this journey that I have been on for the last number of weeks. And this may not be kind of my typical message, and, and I, I didn't have Mark Manfredi at you know, my, my quick call, and so bear with me, and I, I pray that, again, you'll, you'll connect with this uh, when you're watching it. I want to remind us about the majesty, the wonder of God. To maybe shake us awake if, if maybe you or, or I have created this, these safe little boxes in our hearts and our minds where, where we try to put God in order to grasp with something more comfortable and understandable. Yet, these boxes we create do not limit God. They just, they can, they limit our awareness of him and his activity around us. So again, our focus together is recapturing your awe. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just, again, I just thank you for this time. I thank you that you are a magnificent God, that you are a powerful God, that you're awe-inspiring. And I just pray through the power of the Spirit, no matter where we are watching this, when we're watching this, that your presence would overwhelm us, that we could look at you, just look at Jesus, his eyes like fire, his hair like wool, his feet like bronze, that beautiful picture of who Jesus is. And so, Lord, I pray that you take us on this journey of focusing our attention on you. Amen. Research actually shows that when humans experience awe and wonderment, maybe, maybe at mountains or the ocean, maybe Rembrandt or Mozart, we become less individualistic, less self-focused, less materialistic, more connected to those around us. In marveling at something or someone greater than ourselves, we become more able to reach out to others. I just love that, how science is just backing up the wonder and amazement if we set it on God. And obviously the Bible is full of people marveling and celebrating this wonderful, amazing God. Here's some scriptures just to let you just soak these in. Exodus 15, 11, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Psalm 8, 3 to 5, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him. Psalm 66, 5 to 7. Take a good look at God's wonders. They'll take your breath away. He converted sea to dry land. Travelers crossed the river on foot. Now isn't that cause for a song? Job 5, 9. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. Job 37, 14 to 15. Stop and consider the wonderful miracles of God. 
Do you know how God controls the storm and causes the lightning to flash from the clouds? Do you understand? He moves the clouds with wonderful perfection and skill. And Job 38, 4 to 12. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying lines? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning star and stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst from the womb? And as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness. For I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. I said, this far and no further will you come. Here, your proud waves must stop. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and cause the dawn to rise in the east? I love how Paul Tippett, just in his book, Awe, What It Matters for Everything We Think, Say, and Do, sums this up. God created an awesome world. God intentionally loaded the world with amazing things to leave you astonished. The carefully air-conditioned termite mound in Africa. The tart crunchiness of an apple. The explosion of thunder. The beauty of an orchid the interdependent systems of the human body. The inexhaustible pounding of ocean waves and thousands of other created sights, sounds, touches, and tastes. God designed all to be awesome, and he intended you to be daily amazed. Some of you may know we have this beautiful forest behind our house. And I'm back there quite a bit on my mountain bike. Yet, we had some snow, obviously, recently, and so I wasn't able to go out on my bike. So I took our youngest son, Ben, in a backpack, and we went for a hike. Now, like I said, it's bush back there, and there's all sorts of animals, including, well, bears. It's their territory. It's their habitat back behind our house. Like, I've, I've always obviously known that they're back there, yet... After countless hours of being back there on my bike, I've yet to see one or run into one out there on the trails. Yet this time, while I was walking with my youngest son on my back, I noticed some footprints that caught my eye. After I stopped to take a look, I knew that they definitely weren't dog footprints in the snow. The footprints in the snow on the trail we were walking on were for sure bear prints. We can sometimes forget that they're out there because I've, I've never seen one or never run into one. But with the, the fresh snowfall, I was reminded of their presence because my attention was drawn to the physical, tangible evidence that was there before me. It commanded and restored a healthy fear and awe, respect of them when I saw those footprints in the snow with Ben. Like, they're the top predator out there, right? It's their space. 
Just because I've forgotten doesn't mean that they're not there. Just because I'm not seeing the evidence around me doesn't mean that they're not there. And it brought me, again, it just reminded me, and my attention went to, it can be with God that way for us, can't it? We just carry on and and do all this like day-to-day stuff. We go where we want to, do what we want to, think we're, we're kind of okay on our own. Sometimes we don't choose to, to give God a focus, to, to, give us, to give him our attention and respect him in our regular rhythms of our lives. We can, we can kind of forget that he's all-powerful, that he's sovereign over everything. We can, we can become numb or distracted from his majesty and power when we get caught up in the day-to-day and don't choose to turn our attention towards him. And obviously, being in nature is a great way to see just the beauty around us just shows us the awe. But again, I love scripture. Scripture is such a great way to capture your awe again. And Priscilla Shire has done this amazing summary of Jesus in every book of the Bible that helps me see the worth and awe and wonder of God. In Genesis, he's the breath of life. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, the fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's Israel's guide. Joshua, he's salvation's choice. Judges, he's Israel's guard. And Ruth, the kingsman redeemer. First and second Samuel, our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is sovereign. In Ezra, he is the scribe. He's he's truth and faithful. Nehemiah, the rebuilder of broken walls and lives. In Esther, he's Mordecai's courage. In Job, the timeless redeemer. In Psalms, he's our morning song. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. Ecclesiastes, he's the time and season. In Song of Song, he's the lover's dream. In Isaiah, the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Lamentations, the cry for Israel. Ezekiel, the call from sin. Daniel, the stranger in the fire. Hosea, the faithful, forever faithful. Joel, the spirit's power. Amos, the strong arms that carry. Obadiah, the Lord, our Savior. Jonah, the great missionary. Micah, the promise. Nehemiah, our strength and shield. In Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he brings revival. In Haggai, he restores that which is lost. In Zechariah, he's our foundation. And in Malachi, he's the song. He is is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. And guess what? That's just the Old Testament. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's God and Messiah. In the spirit-filled book of Acts, he is raining fire from heaven. In Romans, he is grace, the grace of God. 
Corinthians, the power of love. Galatians, freedom from the curse of sin. In Ephesians, our glorious treasure. Philippians, the servant's heart. Colossians, he is God and the Trinity. Thessalonians, our our king, our calling king. In Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, he is our mediator and our faithful pastor. In Hebrews, the everlasting courage. In James, the one who heals the sick. First and second Peter, our faithful shepherd. In John and Jude, he's the lover coming for his bride. And in Revelation, in the very end, when it's all over, when it's all said and done, when there's no more, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, Son of Man, Lamb of God, the Great I Am, He was and is and always will be, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. We see clearly through Scripture that He is unstoppable and limitless. My prayer is that this time has helped us recapture our awe and of amazing God. Let us pray. God, take us back to a feeling of astonishment and fascination caused by you. I pray that we would look to you. That as we look to you, you would just bring us fresh understanding of how amazing you are. I thank you, God for reigniting us, for energizing us, for loving us. And so, God, I pray that even now we would sense the amazing power and majesty of your wonder. Amen.